Hi, welcome to The Authentic Existence with Katie and Lori. It's, it's kind of a, a large uh, swath of information, emotional intelligence. So I figured it'd be a good time to go ahead and take a deeper dive into it and give a, a greater expl- explanation. Yeah, and you know what I love is most of our topics are kind of in alignment with things that we're dealing with mm-hmm. at this time. Yeah. And so it's just like, like we normally, like on Wednesday or something, we'll message each other and be like, uh, so what are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. And she messaged and said, what about emotional intelligence? And I had already started a document that was labeled that with some notes and all of my things. And I was like, yes, that's what we want. Yeah. That's a big word. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> you don't have it? I think that you do. I especially if you've does. dealt with a um, narcissist before. <laughs> you have to. You have to learn it to survive. Yes. So there's five pillars um, of emotional intelligence, five components. Um, and it goes a little something like this. So the number one component is self-awareness. And your self-awareness is the ability for you to recognize and understand your own emotions, your own strengths, your own weaknesses, and your values. I'd like to add in there your own boundaries as well. Um, number two is self-management or self-regulation. So that is the ability to regulate your emotions and actions in, in a variety of environments. So even if you are triggered by something that occurs with another person, then um, as long as you have self-management and self-regulation, you probably shake that off really quickly. The number three is social skills or social awareness. So that's the ability to understand and empathize with emotions and experiences of other people. Um, then you have number four, which is gonna be relationship management. So relationship management will be like the ability to communicate effectively, establish and maintain positive relationships, and work collaboratively with others. (laughs) That's a big word, Neil. Collaboratively. It it was stuck in there. Um, And then the other one is uh, decision making. So that's the ability to make choices and accept their outcome. So I figure we'll just dig into each one as we go along. When I was looking up, you know, the definitions, etc. Yeah. There was also noted motivation. Oh, really? Yeah. Emotional intelligence includes having the drive and motivation to achieve personal and professional goals. It involves being self-motivated, resilient, and having a positive attitude towards challenges and setbacks. I like that. And it's true. Yeah, that is true. Because I think it's really we're, fair. We're going to have stuff come at us, yes. but how do we... How do, how do you overcome? Yeah. And then how do you get back up? That's yeah. like the, you fall eight yeah. times, you need to get back up yeah, the ninth you don't time. Give up. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So emotional intelligence uh, has been thrown around a lot in, in a lot of like personal context and I think in professional context as well. Yeah. I think as we move forward um, in these newer years and ages of this amount of uh, awareness that we have when it comes to mental health and um, this, this is going to come up more and more in in all kinds of uh, arenas. So like at work, you know, you want to have people at work who are not just, um, you know, turds and don't know themselves. They don't know how to put or respect other people's boundaries or have their own boundaries. Um, and they can't create and maintain healthy working relationships. So then you, you think they probably can't make that happen at home either. 
Right. So. Right. Because when you're in a professional setting, that is like one of the main places where you, you have to behave your best. Right. Like yeah. You have to have good behavior. Decorum. Yes. And um, if you can't, like you said, I think a lot, some, some like parenting books talk about this. You are on your best behavior at the workplace. And you wouldn't blow up at your boss right. because they asked you to do something you didn't want to do or you didn't have enough room to do. So why are we giving our family the shit of it? Yeah. And it made so much sense. And I was like, you're right. Like, you have to put on this mask and you have to show up a certain way at work. Why do you get to sh- just spew on other people? Yeah. And I, I mean, growing up, I feel like I, I interacted and had that be a thing <laughs> yeah well I think too I, I can I can say in like experience with previous jobs and uh, you know workplaces where the the bosses were always like leave your home stuff at home yeah yeah come to work to work you know leave the home stuff at home so it's that it's having that level of like off on where you're like okay I know I need to hold myself to this level of decorum right. at work but then at home this reminds me of like the kid that is is so well behaved yes, in every other space mm-hmm. but then when they're at home they're like a total asshole yeah. and their so comfort level yes of because they're like no these are my people out. and they're gonna love me no matter how yeah. honorary and ridiculous my tantrum is because it's my it's my parents or these are my loved ones so yeah I just think those obviously in children they're they're not developed enough yet but as adults we should we should be able to have these self-regulation tools where you know you can kind of figure out a balance of like okay I'll put my best foot forward at work but I also need to probably try to put my best foot forward at home as well right and to be honest I, I'm pretty sure I watched a TikTok and one of the parents was like that is the first place that gets my best foot yeah then everyone else comes after that right because at the end of the day that is the core of what you your your most important thing sure and even <laughs> workplaces are coming around to the idea of hey, maybe we should be a little more empathetic towards our employees and things that are going on in their life instead of saying, keep your work life at home. Right. It's they're making space to say, like uh, Gary Vanderchuk. Yeah. He, you know, he, he he did kind of like a, a turnaround, uh-huh. right? Because he used to be like, nah, F this, F that. Now he's like, you know, anytime my, my employees aren't, doing what they need to do instead of saying you're not doing what I need you to do he's saying what's going on I wonder if everything is okay at home I wonder if they're sick I wonder like let me talk to my employee that is emotional intelligence yes and by by having that connection and asking those questions he can then maybe help support his team give them a day off with something that's gonna help that employee show up better right and yeah, that's my take on what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. And I think having that emotional intelligence allows you to see that in your employee and notice those yeah. those cues. Like, this was a those... really great employee, and now something's changed. Right, what's going on? What's going Maybe on? something's happening at the home life. And you, people do this with children all the time. Like, if they're lashing out at school, mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, hold on. What's happening at home? You know, let's get to the bottom of this and make things better for you because this is going to affect how you do life (laughs) but as adults we're just supposed to brush it under the rug and show up and mask it all and nobody needs to know anything stonewall that part of my life so let's talk a little bit about wait are you muted 
You're muted. I don't know. Am I muted? Oh, it's because my phone rang. the call. Remember when Tofil got a call? So I don't know why. Oh, Lord. It no, won't let no, me we might have to restart. Because no, remember, we had to, he had to recall in. Yeah, but I'm the one that started it. Yep. Thanks for joining. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to pause our podcast. Okay. Just like, do y'all really want to do this? Do y'all right. really, yeah. really want to do this? <laughs> How completely dedicated are you to learning all these things so you can do this? We got it. We're good. And now we're back on. Um, we are. Our this Welcome back to the show again. <laughs> so uh, something I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into now is the whole part of like self-awareness, because this is where it all stems from. And we talk about it a lot. We it, do it, talk we about all, it a Like lot. no matter what topic we're on, it always goes back to self-awareness. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Because I have. No, I know. Because I think obviously if you're not self-aware, you're not focused on getting to the root of or asking the right questions or of even the helping wise. yourself figure out right. where your where your role is because yes. what you're doing is you're focusing on everyone else and what they're doing wrong so today i saw this pyramid and it was um a conflict management for workspaces and um at the bottom of the pyramid it was like the top was the conflict but at the bottom of the period the, the pyramid the largest piece was um unhealed trauma or unresolved issues mm -hmm. so if you are not self-aware if you're not starting at the bottom and using that as a, a, a foundation the fundamentals of how do I not get to these conflict spaces it's because you're not looking at the the building blocks right so um, where the trigger is right I was watching I a get video like about that too yeah. and I saved it because she said it was Kita. You, you know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? She said, you know, there was a clip of something and it said, people don't care about your traumas. Heal yourself. They don't care. And she was like, you're right. Some people don't care about your traumas right. and you have to be aware. But guess what? If you are not aware of your traumas, like let's say your dad used to come in and wake you up in the morning with yelling and screaming and he would throw firecrackers at your feet to see what you would do. Yeah. No matter how much healing and self-awareness that you have, you may have a certain kind of reaction to being yelled at. Um, and 4th of July or right. any other holiday that has fireworks, it just automatically triggers that. Yeah, it's stored in your body. Your self-awareness can bring in and you say, okay, I know that I have these things and blah, blah, blah. Right. But then in the partner or in the person or in the professional those people you know that has to be taken into account yeah. to some degree and if you're messing with people who don't care about that type of thing right <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, don't be like, messing with those people or leave them alone yeah did you share it again to yours because oh. i know you said you forgot no, last time sorry yeah so all right so self-awareness is the ability to recognize and understand your own thoughts emotions and behaviors it's a crucial component of emotional intelligence as it allows you to regulate your emotions in a positive way. Self-management involves managing your emotions in a healthy way, which can help you become more resilient and adapt to change. So that kind of goes back to the one you were talking about with is motivation. So like understanding what motivates you in all aspects, either negative motivation or positive motivation. Mm -hmm. So like if you're having these outbursts or something like that, that would be like a negative motivation if you are, um, you know, kicking the dust off and try 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 again that, right. that would be positive motivation so i think that's definitely there um some strategies for developing better self-awareness and managing your emotions 
would be to practice mindfulness meditation. We talk about this all the time. Free tools, free tools for your toolbox. Journaling. So that's like if something happens and you see the trigger and you know how you are responding and it's maybe not the most savory way, it's not the way you want to respond or you're getting outcomes that you don't really want to have, you can journal about it and then you see consistencies. It's like collecting your own data on yourself. Yeah, like At, what we talked about right before we came on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like keeping score of, of you, of yeah. myself. Okay, how am I responding when this happens? How am I um, changing and growing out of these certain habits or, um, you know, things that just don't serve the yeah. highest me. And the awareness is the first step. And yeah. the taking Because, you know, there are things that we are aware of that we still do that yeah. are not the healthiest uh, coping mechanisms. But we also are aware of all of the things that we first need to deal with. Yeah. And then second, all of the things that we have already overcome. Sure. And so it's like leaving space for imperfection and still space to grow yeah because we're never done yeah there's always gonna be something else that yep. knocks on the door so yep. you just have to be resilient you think you're done, and determined like, oh, no just kidding oh. <laughs> here's another one <laughs> they had a meme today and it said as soon as my bank account looks good my car and it pulls up with the car with the little check engine line in there i was like that's that's like yeah. life that's just like that mm -hmm. as soon as you think you've hit this plateau and you're it like is. oh everything's so great right now and then all of a sudden boom something which is great it's gonna happen you know, it's great because although the good times don't always last forever, you always know the bad times aren't going to last right. forever either. Everything's There's temporary. Like, it's seasons. Yeah. Someone made fun of me first. You know, you're really all about these seasons. And I'm like, I mean, it's, it's, it's what it is. It's perspective. It and, is. And it helps you get through it. If you think that you're going to be in winter forever and you love summer, that's that's depressing. Like, yeah. how do you move? And, but you're like, no, I know. It's coming. The beach is coming. That's right. Yeah. Sunshine. Yeah. Summertime. Yes. So we want to journal, we want to meditate, we want to try daily reflection. So maybe just do an inventory of your day, like how well did I do all day? Did I have any kind of outbursts? Did I have any kind of triggers? Did I have anything that maybe I need to reflect on? So that's a daily, a daily task. You know you do this. Like if you, imagine you fuss at your kids really bad, uh -huh. like in the morning right before school. And you know, you're like, as soon as you get them out of the car, you're like, damn, I should... Yeah. I should not have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I went off. I shouldn't have gone My like, kid did I got, that I should to have me. gone that hard. She, she had an outburst on me and said something that was not kind. Uh -huh. And she knew. And she came into my room and she hugged me. And she was like, look, I'm sorry for saying this. Yeah. You are not this. Right. I love you. Do you forgive me? I was just angry. And I was like, yes, in the I moment. forgive you. And I understand. Right. And because we, that this, we it that's where the, the connection and the power of it is, is not the actual um, bad act it's the repair after yeah sure because we're all human we're gonna I'm gonna blow up even though I meditate and I do this and I, we're all gonna do it yeah and the, the sooner you are more comfortable with knowing that and being able to move forward in the apology and saying I'm sorry for this action and the accountability right that's where the magic is and that's how re relationships can flourish and keep and that's how you can gain greater emotional intelligence yes by realizing these things and then learning or looking for ways to um, intentionally grow them for yourself and yeah. for, your, for your for all your relationships for that matter your relationship with yourself your relationship your with business others relationships yes, your, your personal yes, friendships everything romantic relationships all them all them things so <laughs> um, keeps getting caught in my eyelashes. all those things are interconnected is in essence what we're saying here yeah um, to manage your emotions 
you want to practice relaxation techniques. So Katie is a big nose breather, relaxer person. I can always tell when she's like reaching maximum stress mode because she's like... (laughs) Or when something is very heavy or like, you know, my brain has to work a lot to like process. Or if I'm in the wrong and then I'm I'm doing the breathing because I'm like, damn. Okay. Okay. All right, self. It was me, self. Dang it. (laughs) Here's the mirror for Uh yourself. (laughs) Uh So also, too, physical exercise. Mm -hmm. When you release all those endorphins and you just feel good about yourself, because I can always tell when I'm not taking my daily walk Mm -hmm. because I'm not getting my fresh air. Yeah. The rush. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another way. And then engage in activities that just otherwise make you feel happy and fulfilled. Fun. So say you like to do. You're a painter, or you want to paint. Or say you like to go hiking. I like going outside and doing stuff like that. I like being out for my fun things. So find whatever it is that that works for you and then use that as a relaxation technique. I started doing my watercolor more often on the weekends because that's when I'm a little bit more stressed. And it is literally one of the only times that my brain actually like, shh, and it's quiet. (laughs) And I'm just painting whatever the heck it is. Well, that's good. Yeah. That you have, you know... uh, a, a source that you know you can tap right into yeah and you do a good job with your watercolors i mean i mean it's, you know it's for you though it's no picasso but <laughs> well they already had one of maybe those. but listen i've been using freaking kitty paint brushes right computer paper yeah so i was like Not you know what my next tools. step is i'm gonna to get some watercolor treat, paint treat, brushes treat yourself girl and the paper yeah, yeah. i think that'd be great because I, I really it does it does help mentally soothe me yeah. in a way that I don't because journaling is great but when you are doing a lot of self-reflection sometimes you just need to take a break yeah like, damn I've done thought about this it gets heavy so, yes. <laughs> so I'm like let me just paint and then you kind of and then you kind of relive it you are reliving yes. it because you're writing it yeah and then you're you're obviously writing it from your perspective <clears throat> but then I'm sure when you're revisiting it and reflecting you're yeah. like looking at it from the whole way around it's like oh yeah. man and then the watercolor you just like relax and sometimes the thoughts will come and you have a different visual on it because you're not in a stress state you know right so yeah whatever it is that you that like soothes and calms you and just allows you to be especially that's, in this just type of world being mindful yeah and present present yeah present that's a big one when you have an overworking brain it's hard to do that we presence. do and i think you know especially if you're someone who's in the trenches doing this work you're kind of constantly paying attention to your thoughts and emotions yes and that, that because you are self-aware yeah. and you're like, why did I do that? Why and, did I act like right. that? Why did I say that? Like, like that's immediately, not who I know I am. As yeah. soon as the words fall out, you're like, oh, let me reflect yeah. on that. I should have <laughs> said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it but, can, it can. That's why we we do talk about like it is heavy, it is hard, it is not easy. This is not rainbows and butterflies no, not type at all. healing. Like it's hard, and sometimes you do have to take breaks. Yeah, and, like on purpose breaks. Right, because you can end up, you know, if you're beating yourself up. Yeah, and then you don't want to go back to doing the work again. So, so practicing empathy and focusing or working on your social skills is another part of your emotional intelligence. So empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. To improve your empathy, you would put yourself in another person's shoes and imagine how they feel. You can practice by active listening. So that means like eyes on your speaker not listening to respond but listening Mm -hmm. to understand um and then respond with empathy so say you know hey i've never had that experience before but 
from your explanation, I can understand why you why it's hard or why whatever whatever. Yeah, you know, like I can't fathom and completely understand where you're coming right. from, but I understand why it's a problem for you, yes. and I'm here to support you. That's right. I and can hold do it as spice. long as you need to. Yeah. So practice effective communication, conflict resolution, and negotiation skills. So when I was reading that article today about conflict resolution, that was one of the things. It was saying never leave a conflict with a lose-lose or a win-lose because somebody's always going to lose. So you want to find a place, negotiate your way to a place where it's a win-win. Right. And then that's how you can resolve the conflict. So you have to practice. It's the same thing. Practice active listening. Empathize. So what do they, that's what they say to do? Yeah. So is there a way that we can say, okay, listen, here's where I'm at. Here's where you're at. How can, what is going to be a middle ground that's going to make you happy, Mm -hmm. make me feel heard, and then we can move forward. Yep. And do you feel like you can have those types of conversations with people who may not be self-aware and emotionally intelligent? I think that, I think that there's a level of um, a boundary that goes into that too. So if you're having a conversation with someone who's, I think like a brick wall right right like a stone wall yeah if you're having a conversation with someone like that then maybe maybe just realize that okay this person does not have the capacity right right to do that sort of negotiating um but I think so then you move forward and you say okay I'm not going to be able to get through to them correct they don't have the capability right of seeing this perspective mm-hmm. because no matter how many times I've tried and I see your perspective yes I've I had this happen a few weeks ago um where it was like no matter what I said it was not being received right and so I was just like okay this isn't gonna work yeah and so I just ended the conversation sure and that's where it was luckily it was with someone that I was able to you know say do hey, that with. we don't need to do this right um it gets really frustrating and hard to maneuver in relationships where it's a more deep connection. Yeah. Like family, friends. Sure. Romantic relationship. Yes. 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 <laughs> the nose. The nose breathing again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm sure if you go through all of our <laughs> podcasts, you can hear that. For like sure. Go, I might do some It's ASMR a little woosah. Like yeah. That's what it reminds me of when you do it. It's a woosah. That's what I hear when it I is, hear yeah. you do it. Yeah, so (laughs) so to improve motivation and empathy, it says motivation is obviously the driving force behind all of our actions and it can be improved with emotional intelligence. So if you set clear goals and work towards them, then you're building confidence in yourself and you're like, okay, I'm motivated now because I know I can do this stuff. Check, check, accomplished. So if you connect your goals to your values as well, um, you'll find purpose in yeah. what you, in what you're doing. Like, why have we not given up? We have kids that rely on us. So no matter how many times we fail or don't do or follow through or something doesn't work, it doesn't matter. We're yeah. gonna figure out a way to pick it up and fix it. We gotta keep on going because otherwise everything falls apart. Yeah, and who the hell has time for that? I don't know. I mean, we make time. I mean, for it does it. fall apart. It falls apart often, but yeah. we just don't stop trying to fix it. Right. Yeah, you just gotta keep going. Empathy involves understanding the emotions of others and responding in a compassionate way. So if you practice acts of kindness and think about how your own actions will impact others, that's part of that empathy right there. So you know that people are coming from different places and we kind of got to meet them where they are. 